Hey guys, so welcome back to the Finna Forward Coaching Podcast. I uh, just want to do a brief introduction to this podcast with my long-term pl- client, Jim. Um, so Jim's been on the program for just over a year now, and I wanted to share his journey because I feel like it's going to help a lot of you out there with similar struggles. Um, so within this episode, we go through where Jim was at before he joined, why he procrastinated on joining for so long and starting this journey itself, um, what made him actually take the plunge in the first place, and everything he's kind of achieved since then, the new belief systems he's got, the results he's got, and I suppose just the way he actually did it and how it actually helped him to just change the way he looked at his journey compared to before. A really, really insightful um, session, our podcast, and hopefully it'll be one that just helps you to understand yourself a little bit more if you're struggling to get on top of this journey. As to the Finna Forward co- Coaching podcast even, um, it is... The 12th of February, as we're recording this, um, and our, our second episode of um, just chatting to one of my current clients. Uh, like the last episode got great feedback, and I have no doubt this one will as well, because I feel a lot of the times, guys, with these podcasts, just getting like that, that relatability is the crucial part and listening to people's stories. And maybe some of the struggles that Jim is having or had before will resonate with you as well. So, guys, I'm going to get straight into it. Jim, I, just before we get into it, how are you? How is it all going? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, settling back in. I know we're into February now, but January was a kind of a rocky month for a few different reasons, and you know, just kind of getting settled back down and getting back into things properly. Nice. And you know what? We we actually might talk about like because I don't want to just go through. Oh, we started here. We we're really struggling. Then we got through all this. You lost all this weight, and everything's going great. I wanted to. I want to talk about the now now as well because. I think your journey, like I, I love your journey. I love, I love so much about it because it wasn't just a case of I'm gonna like, you know, overhaul everything and it's gonna be all perfect. You just, you're so good at kind of just going with the flow of things and the consistency of just being able to resetting it back and things. So we'll, talk, we'll definitely, definitely talk about that. So guys, um, we're gonna get straight into this, right? Because as as I said, um, in the in the introduction, like this is just a casual chat, and I want to kind of go through some elements of of Jim's journey that I feel like will resonate with a lot of people so jim i was going to start right I, i'm going to take everyone back right it was july july 2021 okay um i think on on instagram we were just messaging back and forward and you basically said that you needed help and you were looking to uh, basically lose some weight um, get on top of the nutrition side of things and just really really struggling with it it was actually a year and a half later before you came on the program so it was actually a, just about a year ago now since you actually came on the program so I suppose the first question I'd love to ask you, because I know this happens with a lot of people and I, I never, ever force anyone like, you know, oh, you need to start now. You need to, because I think sometimes it has to be natural. You know, you have to be ready to take that plunge. Why do you feel like you weren't ready to take it in 2021? And what changed for you uh, at the start of last year? Well, July 21, um, obviously we're about 18 months and they probably kind of covid the COVID era, as people call it now, you know, obviously there was a lot of kind of lying about, lying about, you know, lo- there was a lot of overeating, lockdowns, this, that, and the other. And July, come that July, obviously I'd been following you for a while and I'd seen all these pictures and that you'd put up, been putting up. And it's just, I'd always just say to myself, I'd love to be able to do this here. Or I'd love if that day was me. And I think it was something you just put up and I sent you a message or replied to something and we've just done a bit of, as you say, we've done a bit of a back and forth and I had given it serious thought upon the trigger then, but I just 
what just wasn't ready. And then, as you say, this time last year, I just went for it because October 22, I got engaged and I said to myself, even before then, um, come Christmas, end of the new year, things are going to change. Things have to change. And as I say, I'd been following you for all this, for all that time as well. And I felt just we're the right kind of fit. Mm-hmm. to go to go on I love it I, I, I love it and like, thanks for taking us back there Jim because the reason I asked you that question is because I have many conversations with people and I guess there's always that moment of right, I, need, I need to do this now I, I really need to do this so there, there's, there's a great saying I used to always have it's like the pain of staying the same has to be greater than the pain of changing you know because there is a pain in changing as well it's unknown you know for you it's like ah oh, great I, I want to be like that person the pictures you were seeing I want to do what they were doing But it's set doubt and and maybe the previous journeys, but like that, it kind of came naturally, and then you eventually did do it, and like we go on to all the stuff you've achieved soon, and and like even the surpassing your expectations to where you are now, because I I have some of the previous messages of what what you actually wanted originally, but it was just nice to kind of set that scene because I feel at the start for a lot of people the hardest thing always is, is taking an action, and we we can look at it two ways. We could say, all right, if you had taken action in July, you could be a year and a half further on. Or potentially we could have said you could have taken action then and you maybe you wouldn't have done what you've done. Maybe it would have been too soon for you. So there's no, I don't know if there's any right or way. I, I suppose the biggest thing is that you do take action and you do do eventually go for it. So I'm going to take it back, right? The the first few messages for us, right? I always kind of ask people like, what, what are they struggling? And a big thing for you was you obviously had lost weight in the past. Um, You even sent me that picture um, in, the, in the jersey in green with that time and you actually felt really good that time. But It was more the method you were using around the nutrition, especially that that just never kind of worked for you. So you might kind of give us an, an overview of that. Like what, what were you trying before that just kind of took you around in circles? Um, I suppose I, at the time I thought I was doing everything right. Um, I'd cut back on my old mate and I was on mainly kind of a meat and veg kind of diet. Um, but truthfully, there's a lot of kind of junk in there as well. And the actual weight loss actually came from using um, high caffeine pre-workouts. Mm. So that's where... The, It was a false weight loss in a sense because as soon as you stop using the pre-workout but you're still using the same methods, it just wasn't sustainable. Hmm. Yeah. So your you, a lot of your previous kind of um weight loss techniques were were kind of extreme and you got results, but it just it never it never stuck. Something you kept saying to me as well. It's just like all you kind of knew was that chicken chicken and rice as well. Whenever you tried to eat better, it was just like chicken and rice, but you had no no knowledge around around anything else. Would you, would you say that was the biggest kind of factor for you? Is just like not knowing if you're doing a right or wrong. Yeah, like, as I say, chicken and rice, it used to be going to cold or worth buying five or six packets of chicken breasts and going around there and picking up packets of rice. I'm like thinking, that's it, doing great, this is, this is class. But like, when I look back now after learning what I've learned, it was completely wrong what I was doing, like, It was far too restrictive. Like, you know, you'd be doing it for, you'd be going to sit down to your chicken and rice and you're thinking just like, uh, I cannot really face under this right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And and there was there was a similar kind of um 
I suppose a similar kind of trajectory with with the training as well, where you felt like because I know I know I know both these things you were motivated, and this happens an awful lot of people. And I love bringing up this because I feel like so many people will actually resonate with this. It's like um, they have this kind of initial motivation, and you kind of think in that moment you're like, oh, "Well, I can do this. I can stick to this," because I really want the results. But as you start to kind of go through, like you said, you're just like sitting down, and it, it almost gives you like a really bad relationship with with you know the foods and foods and and the training and stuff because you're doing it for a while then you stop and then you reset and, and then it all goes backwards so would you would you say just to sum up like you initially had lost a lot of weight um when you were in australia that time in part um doing this but it just it all came back on once you start once you basically went back to kind of normal routine and and, and your old ways yeah definitely that's as i say it was just um completely false and it was too restrictive to maintain um long term probably like as I say, you were sitting down. You look. You, you end up resenting it. Mm. You resenting that you were resenting the chicken rice. And like after I went through that phase, I actually stopped eating chicken. I don't think I ate chicken for about two two months after I, you know, once I stopped it. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. I've heard that. I've heard that so so many times. And I suppose for a lot of people listening, again, it's like there's a kind of misconception of that that's the approach that will get you the results and I need to do this, cut out junk and that's the way to do this. Like, and it, it's a very kind of bodybuilder type approach um, more than anything. And bodybuilders probably don't even be that restrictive re- realistically for, for a lot of the time. So um, it was good to kind of get that background. For, for you then, Jim, like obviously, I think, I think you said to me as well, like the big thing is once, once you went back to like, just once you kind of stopped doing that, it was like all or nothing. So you went back to the takeaways, the 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 breakfast rolls, and and you know, I suppose with your work as well, it just kind of that kind of kind of goes with the identity. You're not kind of eating and 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 everything. So, would you say like from the from from the years that you kind of I suppose built up in the past, like doing that kind of stuff, was it hard to kind of get away from it long term? Uh, at the start, you know, say like a, a Friday used to be the big day. Um, during the week, it never faced me too much whenever the boys were heading off the shop or whatever. But Friday, we used to always go for the fry on a Friday morning. And then whenever I started, I stopped going. And I just felt sitting there looking at the bowl of Weetabix when the boys were going for a hot breakfast on a freezing cold morning. And you're like, oh, you know, that's this is... But when you look back, at it, it was a small price to pay for... The results I ended up getting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. And but then, then again, like we we go into your actual journey. I, I feel like what you've done really well this time is, yeah, okay, maybe you don't do that any, as much anymore. But like, if you did want to, if you really wanted to have that now, and you wanted to have that Friday and a Friday morning, you would have been able to to kind of work it in and and, and get on with it because that's something that I feel like your journey has been has been great in that sense, and that like you really changed your mindset around around how you did things and it wasn't all or nothing all or nothing approach anymore which 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 was cool um so let, let's just go through your achievements so when you mentioned me originally jim as well like you said you, i think you said you wanted to drop two stone um you got engaged obviously at that time so it was a kind of a big a big driver for you but you said you wanted to drop that two stone um now i don't know could did you believe in at that time that you'd actually you're, you're like two and a half stone down now but not only that but it's like there's no real like ever fear of you going backwards with it because of the, I suppose, identity that that you've you you've now taken on. So, like, what would you say? Like, I suppose the way I'm trying to frame it, 
Can you talk people through how you kind of built an identity and belief that you can actually do this? Because I'm sure at the start you were kind of maybe doubting, you're like, oh, if, if I said to you, right, Jim, and in, in years from now, we're going to be talking about this and you're going to be telling everyone how you did this. Like, how, how did a kind of journey progress here? Was it like instant? Was it over time? Um, I think it was a lot over time. Like, as you say, at the start, we set the initial goals. And like at the start, when the weight was just kind of being very slow to come off. There was many times that I had doubts that this was going to work, but I just said to myself, you just need to keep at it now. You've paid the money, so you need to keep at it. There's no point wasting Mike's time now that you've signed up and committed to this. And um, as I say then, things started to progress then, and I just kind of up, used to up the ante a small bit every so often which used to help and then in terms of the identity change like as I said to you before people used to laugh when they heard I was going to the gym like I was I'd never be a person for going to the gym and people started hearing you going to the gym and they just they'd fall on the floor, floor laughing and then it was just nobody paid any notice to it for the first while, it was like all oh, it was all so it was all big joke for a long time, and then nobody just paid any notice anymore after maybe a month or two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I like in in a nutshell, like that's that is literally what happens all the time, and the initial resistance you always get, like once you once you compound and compound it, it just becomes it comes an arm, like you said, like no one blinks at it now. Like if anything now you're more like fitness than anyone anyone else probably in your in your circle, which is which is funny because they just you just have to build up their identity identity, not only for like externally, but internally as well in yourself, that you actually believe that you're the person the person that does this. And I just just to bring us back, the reason I asked that question, Jim, I think it's 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 crucial because your your I suppose previous journeys were extreme, which meant like a lot of weight loss initially, which you're like, oh yeah, this is great weight loss, and that's all that matters. But it wasn't realistic weight loss and it wasn't even real weight loss and a lot of it was just water weight and 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 it was just coming off at a pace that was unsustainable long term and I have the habits but this time we did things so differently but what i loved about you and i i wrote it down here is like you're the the, the biggest biggest compliment i give you is like you were so good at consistently doing the small things consistently doing the small things and keeping just just trusting the process as opposed to just focusing on on the weight coming off and i need to do something drastic and like you said just up and then teed in as we went through it it was like Right, I just want to get good at this, and then we can make improvements, small improvements. Um, the 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 word kaizen, I think, is a, is a Japanese word, but it's it's like one percent better, basically, like every day. Can we get better at all the small things and improve? And like your journey, absolutely, like just, just, just summarizes that perfectly. Um, and just just what you said about that entity, which I think is really really crucial as well, is like you have to do it long enough. Like this consistency has to stay long enough before you start to believe it. So your identity started to build and build and build because you were doing it so much. And obviously Katie got involved, which is well, you were doing it together, which was an amazing thing. Um, and over time it just become became the norm. So like we said at the start, your identity may be like, you know, within your work in construction and then just the, the breakfast rolls and the, the the fries and stuff like that. That was probably part of who you were before. Whereas over time you just built in this tower of like, no, I, I eat this way now. And it's not a big deal if you have a fry, but it's like I eat this way most of the time. And because of that. Like like that, your results have come. What would you say? What would you say you're proudest of? What would you say you're proudest of over the last year in terms of anything? It doesn't even have to be results as such physical results. But like, what are you happiest about? Um, mindset's a big thing that has changed. 
um, I'd have to be very happy with. Um, like before, say now in the evenings, I suppose this comes back to everything else as well, but in the evenings, I just wanted to leave work, get home, watch TV, maybe soccer on, whatever else would be on. But but now, obviously, I don't go to the gym. I normally rest on a Wednesday and a Friday, something like that there. But like, if I had to work late and I had to miss on a Monday or Tuesday or Thursday, I would sit here with dread because I've, I missed my gym day. Mm. And obviously, obviously I'd go whatever the next day, like to make it, I'd always have my three sessions done in the week. But like, it's a big mindset shift, even when it comes to food. Um, like I, I look at food now that I used to eat without a second thought. And I look at it now and think, how did I ever eat that before? Mm. And eat lots of it. Mm. Absolutely. And, and and some people like I, I actually listen to podcasts recently, Jim. Some people are like will will see it as an obsessive thing. And 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 it was it was a great point that they made in the podcast. It was like some people see it as an obsessive thing, but like obsessiveness isn't isn't necessarily a bad thing if it's if it's if it's for a good reason you know like if you're if you're being quote-unquote obsessive because i think obsessive is like always a negative connotation but like in a good way with something that makes you feel better then like how is that not a good thing you know i feel i feel that for you it's like okay you can say oh i need to go to the gym or i need to get the next day it's like it's not because you you're you feel terrible in yourself as a person for not doing it it's good because it makes you feel better and it's, it's part of i suppose who you are and same, same with the food but again, that didn't come straight away because I, I can actually, I can remember at the start, you were like, the weekends were always kind of like, I suppose you'd have a very kind of busy week during the week because your your work would naturally be more like physical anyway. Um, But then come the weekend, you was kind of like, I, I'm doing nothing now. So like you'd have 3,000 steps, you know, 2,000 steps. And we kind of worked on building that up. And it's amazing how over time, then again, that became the new kind of norm for you. It's like, no, I actually do stuff the weekends. And not necessarily exercise, but just, just getting out and doing stuff and actually feeling better as opposed to maybe lazing around as much. So I love that. So you think the, the mindset shift was, was the biggest thing for you in terms of just actually feeling better generally and and just having the, I suppose, identity to do these things long-term to make you feel better? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, like you say there, even the weekend just to be very low steps. But now, I, I can't, as you say, it's not that I go out, go to the gym, it's just I go out and I do more. Hmm. Just, to keep the mind straight and just keep everything kind of in focus because, you know, lays around, you, you feel, you feel crap. Then maybe you're just kind of lazing around all the time. Yeah, for sure. Can I, can I just ask you one last question on that, Jim? Um, and maybe, maybe you don't have the answer to this, but do you see any like benefit in the rest of your life because of that? Like, do you see any impact on all the other things that you had going on comparing to you before um, now because you're doing more things for yourself? Well, I can't, Obviously, there's there's no hundred percent guarantee, but I would like to think that I'll never go back to the way that I used to go on. Like I like get up now on a Saturday and Sunday morning, and get out, go for the walk with the dog and stuff like that. There and as I say, it just it clears the head. Like, even there, if I was out on a Saturday night, I like to get out, get the walk in, because it, even the fresh air. Even I don't go that very far. But just a bit of fresh air for the half an hour or 40 minutes just helps clear the head. Mm. You just feel you just feel better overall because, because you're doing this. 
Um, and like for anyone listening here as well, like like Jim's had a huge impact on on our community as well because I feel like you've been a great leader within that. We've we've already had had a conversation within our own private community and talking to our, our clients around your journey and stuff and some of the kind of things that that could help them. But even just the little things like of how you you know again a tr- like a traditional Irishman you know like fucking it, it's it's so easy for for us to kind of maybe. Just look at, oh, I just need to lose a bit of weight, I could have a strong. But like the fact that you're actually feeling better in yourself, you're ta- you're able to come on and talk about this. Um, you were on about reading. I know we're like we were talking talking about reading atomic habits and how, how much that's helped you and stuff. So like it's just amazing how we're starting to kind of challenge them more. And because of that, you're just living a much kind of happier and fulfilled life. And and, and obviously it's feeding into everything as well. Like your wedding is not till October, but the fact that you put the work in this far ahead of it, I think well, that to me is, is the most amazing thing. Cause it's not just when you when you told me that your wedding was nearly two years off. I was like, this is perfect. Do you know why? Because it wasn't just about the wedding. It, w- it was about you. It was about you wanting to, yes, you feel fantastic in your wedding day, but it was also about you wanting to change. And that's the biggest point I wanted to make today from this podcast. It was like, everything you've done has been about an identity shift. It's not about le- losing the weight. It's about you doing this, these things consistently long enough to start to see yourself as the person that goes to the gym, as the person that eats generally, generally well, as a person that can have a few pints on a Saturday night, but still get up for your walk the next day because you won't need to feel good. As a person who's actually who reads and, and tries to develop themselves, um, you obviously change jobs as well so that you can you can have a better a better life and move down to the south. Um, so like so many amazing things have kind of, I suppose, come as a byproduct of you just starting with that small thing of, right, I need to look after myself better. And it, it just it just snowballed from there. Last question, Jim, on this, um, and then we'll go into kind of just some maybe take on points for for people listening. You also said to me one stage, I asked you, okay, Jim, wh- what's driving you to want to do this? Like, what what you actually do? What's making you want? To? And a lot of people kind of make want to make a change. They don't feel good in themselves. But something you told me was like, you know, maybe you saw your your brothers has always been been smaller than you, and like even that day you went for the fitting. I don't know, was it was your brother's wedding? Maybe you went for a fitting. And you were getting the bigger size, you know, and how much that kind of impacted. And it was only a bit of slagging and stuff, but it was still an impact on you. Um, and it was kind of a case of, no, so, something needs to change. How how do you feel? First of all, how, how did that kind of impact you back then? And now, how have things changed in terms of how you see yourself compared to them? Well, that actually would have happened after we spoke in mid-21. That mm. wedding was around late 21. So... Obviously, we'd had the conversation in the middle of 21. That happened at the end of 21. As I say, but it's lagging, no harm on it. But it's there in the back of your mind then that, you know, something has to change. And then whenever, obviously, I got myself engaged myself, I just said, right, this is it. And, you know, that, that was the time that something had to be done that time. And because I wasn't going to, say now in a year's time or two years' time, I wasn't going to sit down and look at the photographs with the regret of what size I was and be sitting there thinking, what could I have done to change the way I looked in them pictures? Mm, absolutely. And now, how would you how would you say you view yourself now compared to would you and I know maybe you might necessarily compare yourself to your brothers, but like would you still have the same feeling around that? Would you would you feel better in yourself? You kind of like you've incorporated a different identity now compared to then and so on. Well, there was a good sign there a couple of weeks ago over Christmas. I had to, I fed it into one of my brother's t-shirts because I had none. I, I said to him, I said, give me one of your t-shirts. 
and Liam was always, was always a lot smaller than me, and I fitted it no problem. Like, yeah. And he 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 had said to me, "Oh, none of my t-shirts are fitted." I said, "Just give me a t-shirt," and I fitted it no problem. I love it. I love it. And again, it's 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 not it's it's not even about t-shirt. It's just about what it represents in terms of you seeing yourself differently now from 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 before. And I know we had a lot of the, the I think the wedding pictures were great, Jim, because it was like. It was just you send me a load of pictures at different times, and it was like, ah, I didn't fit into the suit back then, or this is how the suit fitted made me back then. I had to take it in, and we had these kind of side by side pictures with you and Katie, like, and I just thought, I thought it was amazing because yes, okay, look, the weight loss was fantastic and how you felt and everything, but it was just actually the work you put into yourself to get to that point as well, and now how you see yourself, which to me was 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 the, was the crucial thing. And look, it's not without its ups and downs as well, as you said. After Christmas, it's been a bit of a struggle to kind of step back into that. And just, just before we, we, we finish up, Jim, like you might even just talk a little bit about that. Like, how do you feel? Cause everyone struggles. Like, like I struggle with this. You know, I, I think I'm on top of things for a while and I'm going really well. I have periods where I'm flying it and in an appearance where I'm, I, I don't fly it. So like, how have you dealt with this compared to before instead of like before where you were just given up if you had a period where it wasn't as great or at the start of the journey when you said you weren't seeing the fast progress that you wanted in the past. Like, how have you dealt with that mentally to, to keep pushing? Well, I've always been a, well, became to be a believer in the phrase that you said earlier, just trust the process, do what you need to be doing right, and everything will follow. As you say, obviously you all have bad patches, but you just have to own it get and get just back to basics, back to um, your sample food, your water, and your sleep. If you work off them three foundations, it is just it'll help you a lot because people think they need to just do it straight away. But and if you concentrate on those three things first after a rough period, everything else will fall into place. Love it. This is so so true. Like that's exactly what I would do as well. Um, and like you said, it doesn't have to be overwhelming. But like everyone looks for, it's like you're doing all the right things, and then like you think things slip up, and then you're you're almost looking for this magic bullet. I need to turn things around really quickly. How do I do everything? And like you say, it's just get back to basics, really get back to basics. Paddy said the exact same thing in, in the other podcast. He said, like, if if you if the inputs are right, the output will come. Um, so you just do the things you need to do consistently as as you did as well. Um, and then the results will come. And a couple of times, and again, you to be fair to you, you never got like too anxious or panicky around like, you know, if the weight and drop in a given week. But I do remember a couple of conversations we'd have where you were like, um, do, do I think I should, you should drop the calories or do, you, do I think we should move faster and I was looking and I was like no I think we're doing, we're doing pretty good and I think we just need to be patient with it and you're like you know, fair enough yeah I, let's keep doing what we're doing I'm happy and, and it just kept going and going and going and it was just it was just it was nice for you to kind of see the results of that then because you trusted in it and then you got the evidence after and it's like well look I trusted then and it worked so why, why not sabotage or why sabotage this time and for you, I think that that was that was great, and so like thanks for that. And I suppose again for many people listening, it's like if you can get that mindset of just trusting what you're doing, um, within reason. Obviously, you have to be doing the right things as well, and um, to some degree. But if you can just trust and be patient with it, then think things generally come come around. So last thing, just to finish up with Jim, right? I'm going to just ask you four, just four, like quick fire, right? Four things for in terms of advice for people listening, right? So. What would your advice be to someone who is struggling with the mindset shift, first of all? So like the the shift of like people, you know, oh, you're going to the gym or, oh God, you're laughing at you for, oh, you're eating a bit healthier on a diet. How, how do you, how would you, how would you help someone to kind of just forget about the noise and just do what they need to do to create the, the new identity? As you say, 
block out your block out the noise. Forget about everyone else. You're doing this for you. You're not doing it for them. And just keep doing what you're doing. Don't put too much pressure on yourself. And as I say, just keep going. Mm, I love that. You actually said one thing uh, when we started this program. You were like, we were non-negotiables. One of them was give a hundred percent of the program. And when I saw it, I was like, oh, I, I don't want him thinking that he needs to be perfect with everything here now, and it won't be good. But your your version of one hundred percent was brilliant, and that it was you gave yourself one hundred percent to the program. But it was more of a one hundred percent to all elements of you know one hundred percent to the program. Sometimes means that I have to be okay with not being perfect. Um, sometimes I have to take ownership and, and do better. Um, and not be not beat myself up. So it's like that that to me in a nutshell is brilliant. So it's like focusing on your own journey, giving one hundred percent for you. But at the same time, um, yeah, not, not, not having to be too hard on yourself either. So second one, your best piece of advice for anyone is struggling with nutrition. I know because for you, Jim, obviously a lot of the struggles at the start were knowledge, first of all, but then it was a case of you were driving a lot, long work hours, trying to prepare food, carry food. Any advice for someone that would struggle with something similar? Um, I think f- food prep's a big one. Um, as you say, I used to do a lot of driving, and whereas that would entail pulling in the shop, cup of coffee, bag of crisps, chocolate bar. But whenever I knew I was going to be doing a long drive, I used to prep maybe a protein bar or a fruit bowl or something, because when you're driving, you're bored. And what happens when you're bored? You become hungry, or you think you become hungry. So that was I'd always carry that with me. Just nibble on, cut up slices of an apple or an orange or something like that there. And that kept me occupied until I got to where I was going. And brilliant. I love it. And um, symptoms are so similar, but are simple, but very, very powerful as well. Same question for training. At the start, obviously, you weren't doing a lot of like gym work or anything like that. And then, like you said, people were laughing at you because you're not the person that goes to the gym. How did you get over that initial hump to actually stick at it? Like the first one, I said I was doing this for myself and not for anyone else. Um, people have this fear of the gym. I had this fear that you go in as a novice and you think everyone's looking at you, you know, oh, this guy's doing it wrong, blah, blah, blah. Nobody's paying attention to you. Everyone's doing their own thing. So you just need to concentrate and do, and, you know, do your own thing as well. And you'll progress will come then not even with results but in terms of form and everything they get there you know like i remember whenever i first went on i i do i had some exercise to do and i done it but as i was kind of going moving around i noticed somebody else doing the same exercise but whenever i was watching them i realized i was doing it completely wrong so um, obviously, whenever your form becomes like, don't put too much pressure on yourself either. But you know, just ease yourself into it, and then mm. everything will come together. Then, brilliant. So it was basically just not not a, not afraid to make a few mistakes and actually just learning learning as you go. I go great. Like I'm doing the swimming, and now everyone knows at the moment, and it's it's the same thing. It's like looking back in all the videos. I'm like, I was doing stupid things back then. Like, but you don't know any better, and you just do it. And but the only way you learn is by doing it. And actually, like you've seen seen getting feedback from how, how you how you feel yourself, but also by seeing other people and and obviously getting feedback from me as your coach and stuff. Um, what you said at the end, I think was great as well, Jim, is don't put pressure on yourself, like going in there and having to lift crazy weight or anything like that. 
you won't get injured. Like that's the thing. A lot of people all oh, get injured if I do it wrong. It's like you won't get injured doing lightweight. Like if you do it wrong, like you you get injured if you do stupid things. So it's like going in, building it up, getting good at it, and then like the first first initial phase in anyone for the gym is just should be getting used to and comfortable with the gym, and then just getting used to the exercises, and then start to build up the weight. It's not about building the weight first, um, which is a common mistake. But um, brilliant. Th thanks again for that. Okay, last one. And now we kind of touched on this a little bit with your with your, with your working, but have you any tips for people that might help them with with the whole planning and organization of things, the structures of things? Because obviously, like you've a lot going on, like you've a long hours work, um, you have a commute up and down to Donegal, um, every so often as well, which which is a lot of driving as well. Um, you're planning a wedding and stuff. Is there anything that kind of helps you just to make sure you tick the boxes on a on a weekly basis? I think again, it comes back to your foundations. A food shop's a big one. Uh, on a weekend, whatever day of the week people like to do it. Like I like to do mine on a Sunday morning. Um, I go and I get whatever stuff I need for lunch for the week, and then as I say, I everything's ready. For, everything's in the house for a week, and the, the house for the week. Um, for lunches and for dinners, and you're not having to worry about um. Oh, what am I going to do today for lunch, and what am I going to do for dinner, and and then you're panicking. Then and next thing, you, old me would have just says, "I oh, forget about it. I'll just go to the shop or I'll go to the takeaway." And but the food's there, and so I have control under what's what's ahead of me. Like I'm a what do you call it? I'm a creature of habit. I eat the same things all the time. I such a thing for dinner on a Monday, such a thing on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And lunch is basically the same thing. You probably notice that from the fitness pal. Like this is just the same food every day. But like it works for me. It might not work for some people, but so everyone but everyone's different. Brilliant. Brilliant. You're right, hundred percent. And like that that's the whole point of this journey is, is figuring out what works for you and what you enjoy. And if you wanted to change your your lunches, you could. You have the knowledge, you have the ability. It's just a case of like it works for you, so what? Why? Why change it? So, guys, I'm, I think we're going in the day. I think, I think that's brilliant. And thanks again, Jim, for for doing this and for for giving them tips at the end. Like, and and just just remember, guys, like when Jim initially came, first of all, because everyone I feel like can resonate with this. Initially, he had that kind of mindset of, oh, I don't want to start, or, or pushing off starting at the start because he felt like he wasn't ready. But then he took the plunge, and then he still had the doubts around John getting the results. And even initially, like you had the two stone, but like you've gone beyond that you start past that and you still want more now because you're confident you can take more and more and more um which is which isn't a case of him feeling like he needs so but it's like he has the confidence and he wants that and the biggest thing i think we've we've learned today jim from you is like it wasn't just about the weight loss it was about the identity shift that you've had throughout this process the identity that you can do this the identity that you feel better doing this and that you don't have to fall back into old identity habits because they weren't actually making you feel good they were what got you in the, the mess in the first place so Guys, hopefully this story, I think it will. I think it was brilliant. Jim, again, spoke really well. So thanks for that. Um, but I think it was a really, really great way to kind of help people more than me just chatting about this stuff because Jim has come through it. He's in a place where he's 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 going to be in the best position ever for his wedding. Um, but also he's had struggles along the way and he's learned from them. So if anyone can take anything from this journey, we'd be absolutely delighted. So guys, we'll leave it there for this week. Thanks again for listening. As always, a share, like in the podcast will be much, much appreciated.